Salut, and welcome to Being Métis, episode 6, Les Métis Francophones. In this episode, I speak with two proud Métis women. First, we learn about the longest-running Métis group in Canada, l'Union Nationale Métis de Saint-Joseph-du-Manitoba, from their president, Palette Duquet. In recent years, they've struggled for funding, but are still at the heart of French Métis community. Then we speak with Andrina Turin about her run with the brand-new, critically-acclaimed play, The Wild West Show de Gabrielle Dumont. She's kept up Métis tradition alive for her whole life, and it was really fun speaking with her. All that and just un petit peu on this, the sixth episode of Being Métis. It's quite common for a group of French-speaking people to change their conversation to English if one person doesn't speak French, which is courteous. But if you think about it, limiting expression of a language can be damaging if it continues to happen over and over again. Defending French-speaking Métis is at the core of a Saint-Vital-based group, l'Union Nationale Métis de Saint-Joseph-du-Manitoba. Right now, they offer lectures and resources for schools, host community events, and represent the French Métis wherever possible. They have a board and host annual picnics to bring their people together. I found out about L'Union through their storytelling workshops. A friend got me in, and I've been learning and telling stories with them for three years now. When they first asked me to become a member, I wasn't sure if I was really allowed to if I was already a member of the MMF. They assured me that many people are a part of both. But when I asked if the two organizations ever work together, I found out they don't. And haven't much for the last 10 years or so. When I asked around for Storyteller Circle, like, hey guys, why don't they work together? All I could got was they didn't understand the French and they went back to the other side of the river. That was it. Just a joke. No one would ever really tell me why. So I started to learn about both organizations and concluded, simply, that in serving Manitoba Métis, the MMF takes care of the paperwork and deals with the government, and L'Union is all about the heart. They're about keeping tradition alive. That's what they do best. That message came across loud and clear when I spoke with the president of L'Union Nationale Métis de Saint-Joseph-du-Manitoba, Palette Duquet. Her involvement with L'Union goes way back. One of her great-grandfathers was a founding member, her grandfather was on the board, her aunt Augustine Abraham was one of the few women presidents, and her mother was also on the board. She says there always seems to be one family member in every generation to carry the torch. Paulette has been on the board since 2008 and has been the president for the last four years. You see, being Métis today is a good thing. It's a very good thing. People embrace it. People are starting to be proud of it. People are wanting to be Métis now, you know. It's everybody's a wannabe Métis now. They say, they, you know, people tell me all the time, I'm a wannabe Métis. So it's a good time to be Métis. We get a lot of um, requests and demands for, let's say, courses even in, 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 in Métis language or or people, the Métis, who've lost their French, you know, they, they, because they wanted to integrate in the society as best they could and as fast as they could, they let go their French because it, it had the accent of the Métis too. So, but they, they all have French names, you know, but they don't speak French. So now we have a lot of Métis uh, who want to learn French and they're coming to us. Can you teach us, you know, we want to relearn our French. So we have those 
people. We have the young people who are, uh, are learning for the first time that they're Métis because their grandmother never told them. She was always uh, ashamed and now it's okay to be Métis. So she's saying and they're saying, the young people are saying, what? We're Métis? Like, and they want to embrace that. They want to know more about that. So they come to us and they say, like, you know, do you give courses? Are there um, the formations? Or, you know, uh, can I learn how to make drums? Like we do all kinds of uh, workshops, you know, mm -hmm. uh, moccasin workshops, drumming, um, how to make your own drum workshop and different workshops. So we have a lot of demand on us and, and more and more. So however, like I mentioned, we're all volunteers. We all have our jobs and a lot of the people on the board, they're, you know, in their 80s and they're, you know, they're, in their 70s and 80s, their their energy is is fading a little bit at right. a time. So, are you guys doing anything to try to access the well, youth or get to the youth? Or? We do as best as we can. You <laughs> see, <laughs> with the such limitations that we have, but uh, so our focus is to try to get some government funding so we can get at least a secretary, a, you know, a, a DG, a director somebody who can really put these things in action right you know we because the, the need is there the desire is there and everybody everybody wants it except we can't budge uh, in a very very positive way to make an impact a like a real impact mm -hmm. as the MMF is doing you know so what are some of those those initiatives those dossiers that you're talking about that you're, that you're looking to get well, um, this year we, uh, with uh, La Société Franco-Manitobaine, we um, petitioned for Louis Riel's uh, exoneration. Not his pardon, because that wouldn't be, you know, it's completely different. His exoneration, to, so the, the Canadian government can, you know, have their chance to say, oops, <laughs> we screwed up, you know, and uh, sorry for that. Uh, he, your, your dear Louis Riel was actually, innocent, you know, innocent of... Of, um, you see, you don't of, want of that. We do want that. Okay. We do want that, and we petitioned the uh, federal government for that this year. However, um, I see that we're at a in, in a dead end right now, because um, the um, political, <clears throat> well, the, the political government, if you may, for the Métis here in Manitoba is the MMF and um, they're not in agreement with that. Mm -hmm. So the Canadian government, um, you know, negotiates for political, big political subjects with the MMF and, and they're not of the same advice as we are. So I don't think it's going to happen uh, anytime soon. Okay, with the exoneration, yes. that's, not, that's not gonna happen? Well, I don't feel it's gonna happen at all. Not, not unless MMF is, is wanting it. If MMF wants it, it would happen quite quickly. Okay. Because we have a lot of support across Canada. We have the mayor of Montreal, Denis Coderre, who's you know, right behind us. We have a lot of people across Canada in, the, in, the, in British Columbia and in Alberta. A lot of people joined in and you know, want to petition with us. However, uh, uh, realistically, I know that if MMF doesn't want this, mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's not going to happen. As a descendant of Luriel, Duguay wants to clear his name for the record books. But as you'll hear from David Chartrand in our next episode about the MMF, they've taken to the phrase, let the stain remain. 
They see no point in changing history and would rather focus on current issues. More on the MMF in the next episode. But now, I finally get to ask why they don't work together. If, if my understanding, the Inyol, and I won't say, did it, basically the Inyol and, and the MMF didn't get along for a while. Is that appropriate to say? Well, yeah. Um, they like, had their differences. They had their differences. They've tried in the past to do things together, such as la commemoration des tombes, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was... Um, Where you go commemorate Luria. Yes. Because that, um, that's actually the issue that I heard and thought was weird that there was two separate ceremonies. There, like, there, there has been. There has been in the last... Uh, see, I wasn't president at that point, and, but in the past... Um, uh, the, the, I've heard that um, they've tried several years to do things together and uh, whatever L'Union would bring to the table uh, at the last minute you know everything was like oh yes that looks good that's good but the day of the whole agenda had changed and L'Union was kind of uh, you know in the dark about that and it was they saw it as a takeover of and a, and a lack of respect. So they, the, my, the elders at that point said, I was not there. They, at that point, they said, okay, well, you know what? We can do our own. Like, we're, we're just going to do our own because we've been doing this for, you know, a, a lot longer than uh, MMF has, you know. I remember my mom, when we were kids, we would just go with the family, you know, and at the, on November 16th, it was very, very uh, solennel, and very intimate and very family orientated, you know, and that's how it is with L'Union. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and some of the members of um, the elders of L'Union saw that it was more like a MMF used it as a political platform, and uh, and and we were they weren't in agreement with that because they said, you know, this is this is a sad event, you know, this is this is not a political event. It's 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 so that's why. They decided to do their own thing, and they, we've been doing it, uh, you know, uh, that way separately ever. I would say for probably maybe ten years or so. Okay. Is there any plan now? With, because so then it's probably been about that long since you guys were having, you know, let's say proper discussions. So now that yes. you guys have reopened that door, is there a chance? Of well, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm an optimist, and I'm not against that. Not at all. However, I need to feel that uh, I can, you know, there's trust there, and I need to feel that uh, there's respect there too. And uh, this year, I, we're not there. This year, I'll, I'll be very quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're just not there this year yet. Not gonna happen this year. Well, I, mean, I don't. But think you're hopeful so. for the future. Yes, yes, and 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 rightly so because you know, uh, it, it is a shame to have in a way to two ceremonies yeah. in a way however um, we'll, we'll see how it goes but I'm not close to that that's that's for sure mm -hmm. yeah. both offer services to the Métis but have considerably different budgets, can't agree on how history will remember Louis Riel, and both sides to refuse to be at the same ceremony commemorating Louis Riel. 
I'm not seeing a lot of community spirit here. In the midst of it all, last summer, St. Boniface MP Dan Van Dahl was the federal representative at a meeting between both leaders. I've been waiting since last summer to find out what happened at that meeting. Well, it went, um, all in all, it went well. Okay. It went well. Um, Not your real answer. My real answer. <laughs> it, it went well. Um, I kind of, um, you know, uh, the, f uh, the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I kind of got, um, um, oh, what's the, how, how can I say this diplomatically? Kind of reamed me out for the first 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> you know, because he was, ups uh, Monsieur Chartrand, President Chartrand was upset that, I was um, telling the media that we represented the uh, French-Canadian Métis and that uh, MMF represented the English uh, Métis. And he was quite upset because he said that MMF represents all the Métis. And so he kind of reamed me out for 20 minutes, you know, uh, saying that, you know, I represent all the Métis and, and, and then, um, but, you know, and I was thinking, well, you know, uh, do we, do you have any meetings in French? Do you have any communications in French? You know, like, that's fine and dandy, but why then, you know, are we, you're actually not representing the French, you know? And so that got them uh, really thinking a lot. And since that meeting, and since we're putting pressure on the uh, federal government for some type of funding, you know, because we're not funded like MMF is. We're project-related funded. Just to say, we don't have core funding, we don't have an office, we don't have a telephone, we don't have any paid uh, staff. So all the work we do, and for these specific projects, is all from, you know, from our good, good the goodness of our heart and it's our... It's all volunteer-based. It's all volunteer-based, except the contractors we can sometimes um, uh, higher. Anyways, so uh, so I asked, to come back to your original question, I asked uh, President Chartrand if he could help me solicit the government for some type of funding. So I, so it went well, there was tension and then there was an exchange of uh, other type of tension that uh, there was a, a little bit of tension at first and then but he's, and then I told him that I didn't want to take anything away from MMF. You know, like, I'm not a threat. I don't want to take anything away from you. What you're doing is good. You do good work. I don't want any, to take anything away from you. However, I said, could you help me solicit the government for, for what our needs are? And it t ended really well when he saw I wasn't a threat. And he said, sure, Paulette, I can help you do that. Well, I haven't had any concrete... Uh, <coughs> You know, nothing concrete yet, except one meeting with uh, a representative of um, MMF, Monsieur Al Benoit, and uh, just to kind of get to know each other and see how we could maybe work together. And but uh, and is this this type of thing? Does it take normally, or are you kind of like you're kind of waiting on something like it sort of happened already? Well, I'm thinking it should have happened already because. Uh, I find I'm having to run after them, you know, to, to set up a meeting or, or mm. something. I mean, it, I think if he really wanted to, if he really meant to, to be of a, of a help to us, yeah. 
he would have. However, we were more of a help to him because, because we've been off to the government and saying, you know, we represent the French, they realized, I guess they're getting some pressure from the government because they realize that they're not uh, doing anything very much in French. Yeah. So since then, they've hired a translator, they've published, you know, a cahier spécial in La Liberté, and they're going to do that four times a year now, you know, just to show the people that they represent the French métier as well. So do you think they're just not, maybe not going to make a partnership and just beef up their, their own French side? Well, there's, uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I really don't know what they're thinking. And, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I have confidence in uh, Mr. Al Benoit that he's, you know, has goodwill because they both told me they don't want to see L'Union disappear. Mm -hmm. Mr. Pres President Chartrand and Mr. Benoit told me those things. However, I'm still waiting upon something concrete or something, something, you know. So, so what's like? What's your conversation with when you when you sit down with Dan Von Dylos at that table, and he clearly heard that you guys need more funding. What's like? Do you guys do you have a relationship with him at all? So we put step on any boundaries. Yeah, yeah, we do have a, a open conversation uh, relationship. I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of respect for Daniel. Um, however, and he did facilitate the, um, not facilitate, but he set up that meeting with MMF. Mm -hmm. It's because the government doesn't want to, see, see, like I've mentioned in the last two years, we're really on the government's ass, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. you guys, you can't ignore us because we were even on the Tom, uh, the Isaac, uh, Tom Isaac report, the big report, the big national report he did on the Métis and his recommendation, and he had five recommendations, and one of them was not to neglect l'Union Nationale Métis. You know, we're important. And um, uh, and so w armed with that, you know, we would go to the government and say, you know, okay, look at you, this is the recommendation of Mr. Isaac, and what can you do for us? And their response is, talk to MMF. Talk to MMF, talk to MMF. And I, and I said, talk to them. What do you want me to tell MMF? Talk to them. I want to, you know, they, they just tell me that. They're like, like a wall there. Just talk to MMF. The struggle for funds is still ongoing. And with meetings at a standstill, who knows if the two will ever get along. As mentioned before, many board members are seniors. She says education is key to engaging young people. What are we doing to get to the youth? Well, we're doing programs um, that are integrated in the school systems now. We're working on, uh, you know, uh, uh, games or, or different educational things that go into the school system. And that, that right, and, and we're um, soliciting the um, you know, the uh, Le Bef, the, the French uh, school board, okay. to integrate the French, the Métis history from grade, from grade one to grade 12 in the schools. Oh, because right now, as we speak, uh, all Métis history or Manitoba, his, you know, the Métis history is optional for a teacher to, to uh, teach. She, she or he doesn't have to teach it, it's optional. 
So if the teacher has no interest or, you know, doesn't feel, then that's, that, that isn't taught. But it's the base of Manitoba. You can't talk about Manitoba without talking about the Métis. That is the, 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 the root of, of the province. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get the, the, the school division to, you know, bump it up a bit. In other ways we try to reach the youth is offer them uh, workshops, like I've mentioned, you know, the beading workshops, the miti-mitten um, uh, workshop that they make, um, drumming, drumming and make how to make your own drum, how to make uh, different leather um, kind of uh, garment accessories, you know. Okay. So we offer different things that we try, we hope will um, interest different, different youths with their different interests, yeah. you know. As-tu des souhaits pour les métisses dans le futur? Mais uh, si, là, par exemple, mm -hmm. uh, either comme présidente ou pas présidente, mm -hmm. Paulette, c'est quoi tes souhaits pour les métisses dans les prochains? What's your, what's your wish for the métis in the next few years? I should switch this back. Well, I really hope that uh, people, uh, métis or non-métis, get to know their Manitoba history. I hope the métis will... Um, you know, get to appreciate the, the contribution that their people did for this, this province. Like I said earlier, it's a Métis-based province, you know, and, um, and I really hope that people learn their history. Cool. Yeah, that's what my wish. Um, do you see, like, I, guess, I guess you probably see it as important then that the MMF and, you know, work together for the betterment. Because you and Mr. Chartin both have to represent a group of people and yes. eventually you need, you need to think about the interests, inter best interests of both people. Well, of course. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, um, the unity makes the strength, right? It, it, it does. And we, you know, we don't want to become a local of the MMF. I mean, unless we had a region, you know, the 12 original parishes, French parishes, if we, if that could be our region, you know, we might consider that. The 12 original French parishes that were involved in... Uh, it's like know, a francophone yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, okay. yes. We don't want to shove anything down anybody's throat. Right. Good Lord, that we don't want to do that. However, we don't want to lose our precious treasure. L'Union Nationale Métis de Saint-Joseph du Manitoba still has its place in Métis culture, but will lack of funding or strategic partnerships keep it as a volunteer-run organization? Our next guest, Andrina Tsudan, is on her supper break during rehearsal for the Wild West show de Gabriel Dumont. Alright, so I am in right now. We are in the CCFM, the Centre Culturel franco manitoban in the gallery where the art of Gérald Lara is being shown. I am joined by Andrina Tsiren. Merci d'être Merci beaucoup, mon plaisir. So, uh, on s'est jamais rencontré avant ça, but I've seen you and I've been able to enjoy your singing voice a few times. And on, on uh, coming up soon, you're actually in a, the Wild West show. But before we talk about all that, I want to know, get to know you a little bit. Yep. Um, so where are you from and what brought you uh, to the career you are today? Je peux parler en français ou en anglais? Yeah, les deux, yes. Okay. Um, uh, je suis née à Saint-Boniface. Uh, J'ai grandi à, à Saint-Vital. Je suis allée à l'école La Vallée. Ensuite, le Collège Louriel. 
Euh, alors, tu sais, j'ai été dans la communauté pas mal toute ma vie. Et puis, euh, c'était quoi le restant de la question? Ben, c'est un... Oh. <rire> I guess, uh, qu'est-ce qui t'a amené uh, où tu es ici? So, really ah, où go je where... suis, OK. Yeah. Where, go wherever. Mais, on Mais... peut dire, as-tu grandi beaucoup avec uh, l'aspect métisse dans ta vie? That's really what, what we want to get to. Ben, dans yeah. la... Com... Oui, l'aspect métisse, je pense, la culture traditionnelle de nos ancêtres a toujours fait partie de ma vie. Mon père, c'est un grand chasseur, pêcheur. Euh, on a passé beaucoup de temps dans les bois. D'ailleurs, mes parents ont acheté éventuellement une pourvoirie de pêche où j'ai passé tous mes étés. Alors, on était vraiment euh, beaucoup connectés à la nature, beaucoup connectés à la terre. Mon père, c'était un passionné de, de l'histoire des métis. Puis, euh, on en parlait beaucoup, comme on savait. Mon frère est nommé après Gabriel Dumont et Louriel, les deux. Alors, euh, <rire> on, en, on en a toujours. Euh, wow. on, a toujours ouais, on a toujours été fiers de, de l'héritage qu'on a ici dans le, ouais. le berceau de la rivière rouge. So, comme grandir comme un métier, c'est pas commun. Comme, à tout, presque, beaucoup des personnes que j'ai parlé déjà, ayant une identité euh, avec les métiers jeunes de, dans leur. It, it never happened. So, pour toi, identifier comme métisse, what was that like avec tes, tes collègues? Mais il faut dire que euh, je pense que l'identité, en grandissant, c'était plutôt franco-manitobaine plutôt que métisse. Mais moi, je vois les deux comme pas mal entremêlés okay. dans un sens. Yeah. Mais je pense, euh, tu sais, il y avait la honte de nos grands-parents d'être métisse. Puis, euh, je trouve que peut-être c'est la génération dans laquelle j'ai grandi, mais je pense que ça commençait juste à, à, à reprendre son souffle euh, d'être métisse. Alors nous, on avait beaucoup de traditions euh, métisses, beaucoup de cultures métisses dans la famille, mais c'était pas au milieu d'une communauté se disant métisse, mais plutôt okay. franco-manitobaine. Et métisse, oui, mais je veux dire, yeah. c'est yeah, les, non, je, les je pense, deux, je ne sais pas si yeah. ça fait du sens. Non, c'est très similaire à, à beaucoup de personnes. Si ça fait une dizaine, une dizaine vingtaine d'années qu'il y a une, une renaissance, un, I don't know the French words, ouais, ouais, ouais. renouvellement ou something ouais. de, de, de la métisse. Um, so pour toi, um, tu as quel âge? J'ai 36. Puis, et ça, tu savais toute ta vie que tu étais métisse. Y avait-tu un âge où tu penses que ça, ça a vraiment pris forme d'être euh, métisse dans ta vie? Euh, ben oui, je dirais euh, dès les âges de 15 ans, comme mon histoire métisse, il euh, mét... y a du métisse du côté de mon père euh, dans la famille. C'est très clair, mais les documentations ont été changées. Alors, on n'a jamais su exactement où était la souche. Puis ma grand-mère, comme je disais, quand je lui en parlais, elle disait on, « on est fiers de qui on est, on n'a pas besoin d'en parler ». Alors, pour elle, c'était quelque chose qu'elle elle voulait pas vraiment trop en parler. Mmh. Alors, mais on, sa on, on savait que c'était là, yeah. mais on ne savait pas exactement où, comment. Puis là, euh, aussi du bord de ma mère, on a découvert nos racines métisses un peu plus tard. Alors, euh, alors c'est vraiment juste une évolution de, de ça. C'est au, au fil de ma vie, mais je, je l'ai toujours ressenti. J'en ai toujours été fière. Et puis, euh, je dirais que pour moi, ça a vraiment pris une ampleur. Je dirais comme quand j'ai fini l'école, puis j'ai commencé vraiment à, à m'immerser dans l'histoire des métisses, euh, puis de, des, des, des résistances qu'ils ont, qu ont fait ici pour défendre la langue, la culture, le mode de vie. 
Et puis, j'ai toujours été très fière d'avoir reçu ces affaires-là euh, sans trop savoir. On, en a, on apprend ça à l'école, mais toutes les, les, démar les démarches puis les défis qu'il y a eu pour que nos ancêtres préservent ça pour nous. Yeah. So, so, Est-ce que tu prends um, un petit peu de, de, de fierté de re renouveler ça, de travailler avec les affaires thèmes métisses, on Bien, c'est que j'ai toujours été très, très intéressée dans ça. Oh. Je travaille le cuir, je travaille le perlage depuis que je suis adolescente. Oh. Um, je, je fais beaucoup de raquettes, puis en hiver, comme j'ai suivi mon père dans les bois l'été, puis pour décou comme découvrir les, les oh. patterns des animaux. Alors, comme... Ça, ça a toujours fait partie de moi. Alors, c'est pas comme retrouver son ident une certaine identité, mais c'est juste de la, de la faire fleurir, je pense. Yeah. Puis, Ou de regarder de différentes perspectives. Exactement. Yeah, cool. Puis dans un lens un peu plus moderne, comme comment est-ce que nos contributions peuvent euh, avancer cette culture-là, okay. puis cette identité-là. Um, So, en parlant de ça, je pense que tu travailles maintenant, euh, tu es dans une pause, euh, euh, puis on te garde dans une pause de ton space, on va faire ça vite. Oh, we can hear Stella's in the back. Yeah. So, on va le faire vite. Mais euh, tu es, es, es une chanteuse qui a travaillé euh, beaucoup à Winnipeg, tu étais dans Chegamine, y a-tu d'autres grands projets? Madrigaya avant oh. ça, oh, Rudimental yeah. avant ça. Oui, je me rappelle de ça. <laughs> Holy kid! Anyway, small town story, je me rappelle en voile, I played it, because it was... Anyways, um, mais maintenant, euh, tu es... Pas juste chanteuse, mais c'est comédienne, puis toute bunch d'autres affaires, dans un, un peu qui s'appelle le Wild West Show. Qui est. C'est le Wild West Show de Gabrielle Dumont. OK, OK, excusez. Oui, pas de problème. Mais euh, dans le spectacle, je suis la musicienne, alors je suis un oh, okay, one-woman okay. band sur scène, puis j'accompagne euh, les, les comédiens, mais je ne suis pas nécessairement euh, comédienne dans le show. Oh, OK, OK, c'est so une ouais. musicienne. OK, j'ai pas encore vu le show. Yeah. Non, 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 pas de problème, correct. pas de spoilers. Yeah, là, that's mais... all I want to know. That's yeah. all... <laughs> um, mais pour toi, c'est un assez grand... Euh, c'est quoi pour toi, et dans un show comme ça, qui, nom, qui est au sujet d'un gars que ton frère est aussi nommé <laughs> d'elle? Like, that's a... <laughs> ouais. Ben, ce qui est intéressant du nom de mon frère, c'est que c'est Gab Trédignon Riel. C'est comme les... Il y a un Trédignon pour identifier les deux. Gab Trédignon Riel. Ouais. Wow! <rire> Mais en tout cas, yeah. euh, je suis vraiment fière d'être dans ce show-là, euh, dans le sens que j'ai toujours été très passionnée de, de l'histoire des Métis puis de la Résistance. Puis je, je l'ai toujours connue, cette histoire-là. Puis j'ai approfondi mes propres connaissances, indépendamment de l'école et tout ça. Comme j'ai vraiment, je me suis immersée dans cette histoire-là. Alors, de, de faire partie d'un show qui célèbre les luttes que les métisses ont eu dans l'Ouest pour créer le, le pays dans lequel, puis je dis le pays, mais comme la province, notre territoire euh, où on vit, c'est comme, c'est tellement spécial. Puis, tu sais, j'ai passé, on a passé des journées, des journées dans le très début de ce processus ici à discuter de tout ça. Puis, il y avait des experts de l'histoire de la Saskatchewan, des profs, profs d'histoire d'ici. Qui était là pour aider avec, avec le texte puis avec les histoires. Alors, j'ai vraiment approfondi euh, mes connaissances de ces événements particuliers. On parle particulièrement dans le show de la résistance de 1884 et 85 à Batoche. OK. Yeah. Alors, euh, alors c'est. Mes juste... épisodes ne sont pas encore là. Donc, euh, on va se rendre aux ouais. au, au, au discussions de Batoche. Oui. Euh, mais euh, ça, c'est vraiment intéressant comme, ouais. comme affaire. 
Puis, ah. puis on sait que, que Gabriel Dumont, après la pendaison de Louis elle s'est fait recruter par Buffalo Bill pour jouer dans le Wild West Show. Mm -hmm. Il a tourné pendant deux ans. Parce que, puis il s'est fait embaucher parce que c'était hors la loi. Mais aussitôt que le Canada a accordé son pardon deux ans plus tard, Buffalo Bill l'a laissé aller. Alors là, il s'est re <rire> retourné en Saskatchewan. Puis c'est là qu'il avait eu un genre, une genre de vision où il voulait faire son propre Wild West Show à propos de la résistance de 84. Alors, ce show ici, c'est un peu une réalisation de, de cette vision qu'il avait eue, lui, dans sa vie. OK. Donc, so, on va attendre une chanson de toi d'acheter une minute. Pourrais-tu oui. nous parler de la chanson? Oui, c'est une chanson que j'ai composée euh, d'après un texte qui avait été écrit pour la pièce par euh, un des auteurs, Jean-Marc Talpé. Alors, ce n'était qu'un texte, euh, un genre de poème que j'ai... Euh, j'ai pris, puis j'ai composé la musique, puis la mélodie pour la chanson. Et puis, euh, c'est un de mes moments préférés dans le show. C'est vraiment... C'est une partie du show que, que, qui, est, qui est touchante. Mais je vais juste le laisser à ça, parce que je ne veux pas donner de spoilers. <rire> on, la, on laisse à ça. On, 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 on te félicite, puis on te donne bon courage pour le reste des shows. Ben, merci. J'ai beaucoup de questions, mais je veux vraiment t'attendre chanter. OK, good. Ben, Passe-moi la chanson, d'abord. Merci beaucoup. Merci. C'est en plein cœur du mois de mai Sur la rivière Saskatchewan Que les gens libres les bois brûlés Pour se défendre ont pris les armes En plein cœur mais quand tout fleurit Sans rouge métis, tâche la prairie Où devait pousser foin, blé, aloine En plein cœur, mais cent ans plus tard Tu sens versé par les gardens moi, le métis m'en souvient encore Aux abords de la Saskatchewan Aux abords de la Saskatchewan En plein cœur, mais on prit nos armes On s'est battu contre les gardes
Merci Paulette pour ton temps et Andrina pour la bonne conversation et la tune en plein cœur mais. Si vous avez aimé ce podcast ou appris un peu, s'il vous plaît, considérez nous supporter sur notre Patreon. Le lien pour ça et pour les anciens épisodes peut être trouvé sur beingmatey.ca. Merci pour être là. Thanks for listening. À la prochaine.